0: So what's with this pronoun nonsense of we and they? This is Truth To Ponder with Bob Beerman. Now, let me tell you, it's getting hard to keep up with the latest craziness of the day or the month or the year. It seems that as the days and weeks and months and now years go by, the speed of craziness resembles more a a runaway truck coming down a hill without a set of breaks. I never had thought about this until the other day, when somebody had put something in a social media post, presumed to be both serious and a little bit funny, but the more I looked at it, the truer it became to me. We hear people using their preferred pronouns. You'll have some man saying, well, my, my preferred pronoun um, it is she or her, or some girl saying that mine is him or his. Then you have the nine non-binary, which are none, none of the above. And then there's this other one that people are actually using today. And it's not laughable, this one is serious, and I'll explain why. You'll hear somebody say, my preferred pronouns are we, us, and they. And You look at these people, and your initial reaction is these people are crazy. These people are nuts. What is wrong with these people? And and then somebody reminded me to go back to Scripture, Book of Mark, Chapter 5, Verse 9. See, Jesus was traveling from one side of a lake to the other, and he was in this community where there was this madman, I mean, literally running around naked, cutting himself, screaming, uh, cursing, just weird. He was possessed by demons. And when Jesus approached the man who desperately wanted to be, shall we say, relieved of these demons, because he could recognize who Jesus was, Jesus asked the demon to identify itself. And the reply, when Jesus asked, what's your name? The demon replied, legion, for we are many We are many. This particular individual was inhabited by more than one demonic entity, more than one demon. In this case, legion, thousands. I begin to wonder today, Are we seeing in this world just mass insanity or delusion, or is there also a component of demonic activity? And I am convinced of the latter as the days go by. Because I'm watching people divorce themselves from common sense and reality to believe things that are impossible to accept and believe. You say on Facebook or or Twitter that men cannot become pregnant and you will be canceled, you will be silenced, you will be minimized. Yet, biologically, it is impossible for a male to conceive and bear a child in the human race. But we're being told we must believe that. We have school districts and school leaders and teachers and school boards that are pressing this stuff on children. Even the healthcare services in the United Kingdom have come to realize, because they've been doing this wokeness nonsense longer than we have, that, you know, maybe this transgenderism stuff is just a little bit of a phase. And let's be honest, young children in particular are always playing pretend, trying to figure out who they are. That is normal. I've mentioned many times my little granddaughter, precious little granddaughter years ago, she wanted to be a mermaid. Do I facilitate that surgically? Hormone blockers, whatever it takes? Of course not. But this is what we are being forced to believe and you actually have a political party, you know which one, And in your country, you know which one too, that pushes and believes every bit of this demonic nonsense. And that's what it is, demonic nonsense. It is confusion. It is meant to maim, destroy, confuse, upset, distort. And so there are legions of demons all over this world. There is no doubt in my mind about it. And if you think we're going to fix everything in the United States in less than two weeks with an election, you're crazy. You're crazier than the demonically plagued. Because it's going to be, at best, we just slow things down. You're never going to fix it at the ballot box. You just get a little bit of a reprieve for a short amount of time. All that's going to happen in the United States at the federal level If the Republicans should win and there's not enough cheating to offset it by the Democrats, you might get less done by the Biden administration, less damage. But a lot of damage already has been done, which will not be repealed because they don't have the power or the votes to do it. The sooner we recognize that, the sooner we realize, don't put your trust in princes or the sons of men, you got to put it in almighty God. We're not going to fix it politically. It must be fixed spiritually. We need to be prepared to to literally confront the demonic world in which we live. The spirit of Antichrist has been here since the beginning of the church age. And the sooner we recognize we're fighting against, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're not fighting politicians. We're fighting spiritual battles. Now, real quick. Yesterday, I had the opportunity of meeting with an individual who is with a denomination, and they have a church building that could be used in our area. The church there had closed down a number of years ago. Sadly, it had what they call aged out. It was a small church, handful of families, and as they got older, they got smaller, and they just were not prepared for the future. But that building stands there, and I'm really praying about launching a church yeah like i i i need something else to do but i really believe we need to have all these churches even small ones that faithfully proclaim god's word and try to reach those that have never been reached we live in a very perilous time so pray about that the opportunity is there i'll share more tomorrow and again on friday about that right now Jim Calhoun is getting ready to come to the microphone and I believe that Jim is going to be picking up on much of what I was just sharing about the weirdness and the craziness in this world right down to these preferred pronouns and what does it truly mean and so as you come to the mic Jim I want to thank you once again you are a lifesaver for me for all the things that I'm having to do during this time and now here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Well, I've
1: got lots of emails and also some cards and some letters, and I really appreciate all the prayers that have been going my way since I think I caught COVID. I didn't go to the doctor because I'm not going to go through the protocols and the things like that. I've been isolating and, and doing my part to make sure I don't spread this to anyone else. And it's been a rough several weeks, and I'm still not out of the woods, but I just wanted to say a special thank you before I get the show started today. Well, this show is going to be all about truth again, and also faith and hope, because I think that what's happening in the world right now, there's so many lies, and Satan is the father of a lie, and Satan is truly loose on this world right now. It's I don't think that's debatable. I read something on the internet the other day that someone was speculating that hell must be empty because all the demons were on earth right now. And while I don't agree with that, I don't think the guy was trying to be serious, but when you do think about it, we do have an awful lot of demonic things happening and lots of just, I would say, bizarre ways of thinking. We have people that are openly standing up for the mutilation of children maybe a four-year-old boy likes to play with a girl's toy. Toys are toys. Kids love to play with different kinds of toys. Girls like to play with army men, and little boys like to play with dolls once in a while. That's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean that you start giving the child hormone-changing drugs and mutilating their sexual organs, and people are standing up for that. And they're trying to make this new normal that's just it's, it's demonic, it's pathetic, and anyone that really wants to think about it, if they think on the outside that they're for such things, because, of course, these kids know at age two or three or four or seven that they're misgendered, and honestly, they don't even know what gender is at that moment, and the suicide rates among that whole gay and lesbian community is always higher than the general population. That demographic really has trouble mentally as they go as they grow older. And I know that's a controversial statement, but it's true. There's a lot of people who have committed suicide for other reasons that they were gay, but they still committed suicide because thought patterns are confused. And that doesn't make the person a bad person at all. It just makes the person confused. And then you put on top of that mutilating the bodies of these children, and then also giving them drugs to try to change their hormones. That's criminal. Anyone that would even conceive of that is evil. We all remember the old monster movies that most of the people grew up watching. They saw them on the late show, or if they're old enough, they actually saw them in the theater. And the concept of what is being presented to us with the human trafficking and the people that are for pedophilia and the mutilization of children and the schools not teaching education teaching social engineering there's many things happening that are more horrible than any horror film that you went to see dr frankenstein has nothing on dr fauci dr frankenstein wanted to create one monster He thought he was doing the right thing, creating a life. He wanted to play God. Well, Fauci's playing God with money, and he's doling money out by the billions all over the world for gain-of-function research to make viruses more deadly to mankind. Now, which is more evil? A guy locked in a castle in Transylvania that's stealing dead bodies and trying to bring them back to life? Or someone who's responsible for, I'm going to say the word murder. Murdering millions of people. Because these scientists that are in the know, they know what these drugs do, they know what this fake vaccine does to people. They know full well that's why they're using it. And the protocol that they've been using with COVID that's killed so many people is just evil. Now, do you remember back to a time many, many years ago? Seems like a whole different world. Matter of fact, it was. When you went and got a second opinion, when's the last time you've heard anyone in the medical profession mention the words second opinion? You walk in, they say, oh, you have COVID. And millions of people worldwide, especially the elderly, they died from not being treated for the bacterial pneumonia that was actually killing them because the doctors and hospitals were making more money if they called it COVID. and. They didn't even treat these people. So, why didn't they get a second opinion? It was never offered. And if you went to say that you wanted to check out of the hospital or you wanted different kinds of care, there were instances where the police were called and they were forced and they forced patients to stay into that protocol. And I was very involved in trying to get one person out of a hospital that wanted to get out of that hospital because they were a thousand or so miles away from their house. It was a truck driver, and he was afraid they were going to kill him. Well, he lasted about four days, but sure enough, he died in the hospital, and he was being treated like a non-citizen. Everything he asked them to do, they wouldn't do. And so we have an awful lot of things happening in this world that we have to look at. And sometimes we have to look at the ugliness if we're going to get past it. Now, I'm not trying to say get callous to it. Just the opposite. Get uncalloused. Look at these beautiful people, these wonderful people that through no fault of their own were misdiagnosed, mistreated, in many cases were killed by a medical profession that is out of control. And we have organizations like the CDC, which is a corporation. The Center for Disease Control is not a government agency. They do get money from the government, but they're unelected, and yet they're helping to set policy. Just this last week, they had a quote-unquote vote on whether they were going to add the COVID quote-unquote vaccines for mandatory for school children. And of course, millions of people called and wrote emails and told them no. Did they listen to anybody? No. Did I expect them to listen to anybody? No. I didn't think that anything worthwhile was going to come of contacting them, but I did contact them and told them what I thought. I doubt if they even read what I sent them. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is we have unelected people that that are making life and death decisions. And think about this, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those three big things right there. We have people who are pro-death that are wanting to see every abortion possible actually happen. We have people that are for euthanizing old people. We have people that are for money, are selling out the human race on this whole COVID mess. And so there goes the life part. What about liberty? What about these lockdowns that were no good? They didn't do any good at all, and we have a whole generation now of children who are terrified of people. The emotional scars on our children are deep, and in many cases, I don't think they're going to be able to be healed. They say time heals all things, and while that's true for a lot of things, everyone can remember traumatic instances when they're small children that really shape their personality. Let's say you had an incident in a swimming pool and you almost drowned. And so you're terrified of water the rest of your life. I know that's a very simplistic type of a example, but think about these children that were told that everybody they saw potentially had a virus that could kill them. And that's what these children have been brought up knowing. And so instead of looking at other people as a fellow human, They look at other people as potential danger. And going through life like that is going to be really hard for this whole generation of young kids. But where was the psychiatrists? Where were the mental health professionals? They know full well exactly what was going to happen. Because these people are not stupid and they're highly trained. But a layman like me understands that if you mistreat people and you isolate them, that you change their whole psychological makeup. And so we have children now that I don't know if they're going to be asocial or antisocial. I don't know if they're going to be paranoid. I I don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I do know that I've seen a change in the population. People are not near as friendly. And children, for the most part, are terrified. And here's a little example of that. It's customary in this part of the United States for little towns to have parades for, let's say, a fall festival or some other event like that. And as the floats go by, they throw candy out for the kids. And so the kids get more candy, actually, from the parades than they do Halloween. You'd show up to the parade with a big trash bag because these people would buy boxes of candy. And these little towns didn't have that many people actually watching the parade. And so when they went by, they didn't just throw one or two pieces of candy, they were dumping it. And I've noticed that in the last two years that you look at the streets after the parades and the streets are filled with candy. Nobody is picking up the candy. People are terrified of having some kind of disease or something happen to them. I was walking from the grocery store across the street to the bank. I'd forgot that they had a parade there a week before. It almost looked like they tried to pave the street with these wrappers. With these I thought, what is this? And so I stopped and looked, and there were Tootsie Rolls and other things like that. They were just squished into the hot cement. And so that whole street was just full of sugar. And I know that's an odd example, but it lets you know that people are changing. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, I don't know, but I'm just giving you instances of everything changing, and it's changing because of evil people doing evil things. Do you like gasoline-powered cars? Most everybody has loved at one time or another a car, or they do love cars, and now they're being told by the propaganda media that they're ruining the earth when they start up their car and go to work. And they tell you that electric cars are the way to go. Electric cars don't pollute. Do you understand that the making of the batteries for each car puts far more pollution in the air than an actual gas-burning car would in the lifespan of that car? So you're just trading one pollutant for another, but you're not trading on a fair basis. Because the electric car, through its manufacturing, actually puts more harmful chemicals in the air than a gas burner or a diesel but we're being told that gas burners and diesels are going to be phased out i'm going to ask you a question why to save the planet do you really truly believe that gasoline and diesel powered automobiles and trucks are ruining the planet have you ever driven down a highway it might be early spring And the first plants to start greening up are the ones along the roads. You do realize that every year, millions of dollars is spent by state and federal employees to go out and mow the ditches of the roads. Now, if the exhaust fumes were so harmful to the plants, then that would be evident because the plants would show the damage because they're right at ground zero for where all the emissions are. But yet the opposite is the case. Now, I'm not saying that carbon monoxide is good for you. I'm just saying that this whole lie that you're ruining the earth because you're using a gasoline-powered lawnmower, someone's got to stand up and say no. Because after they outlaw gasoline-powered cars, then all of a sudden you're going to see a lot more electric vehicle fires. That's one thing that really intrigued me. Along I 10 in Arizona, about every mile or so, there's a burn spot on the highway. And at first, I thought maybe people were setting fires. I couldn't believe all these burn spots. You could see something got really hot. And so I asked somebody, I said, What are all these burn spots on the road? They said, Oh, those are vehicle fires. And I said, Okay. And I thought to myself, Vehicle fires? I've been on this earth for quite a while and I've only seen two vehicle fires and I've done a lot of driving, a lot of traveling, millions of miles that I've logged on the interstate highways and byways of this country, but I never used to see burn spots on the road. Well, now electric vehicles are out and when an electric vehicle catches on fire, you've only got just a few seconds to get out of that car before something happens to, just blows the battery up, and then it shoots flames out like a flamethrower. And so they're actually more dangerous than a gasoline-powered or diesel-powered automobile. And the manufacturing of them puts out more toxins in the air than what the gas or diesel engine would produce in the lifetime of that vehicle. And so we're having a lot of things change out from under us. And in some areas, they've changed Wood burning stoves to have a different kind of emission. And so some companies had to redesign their wood burning stoves to actually burn the smoke again and send it through a second time. And while that's not a bad thing, I don't think that wood burning stoves are causing any pollution. Because remember, they're not clearing the forests. And when the forests catch on fire, they put up enough smoke that they cover several states. And I know there's many a times there's been a huge forest fire up in Idaho and three or four days later in central Nebraska, it looks like there's fog out there because it's smoke from that fire because it went up high in the air. It caught some favorable winds to head this direction and then a pressure system pushed the smoke down. And I'll never forget Mount St. Helens when it blew up. We had ash on the cars here in Nebraska. And so don't tell me that Some guy out in a cabin that's burning wood to heat his little cabin, don't tell me he's ruining the planet because that's just ludicrous. So what we have to do is we have to understand that we're being lied to on on almost everything. So it's time to turn on our brain and it's time to understand that it's going to be up to us to keep our own head straight. And so we have all sorts of things we have to look at. And why do we have to look at them? so we can fix them. Pure and simple. If you live in denial of something, like if it's a person with substance abuse and they deny that they have an issue, they won't seek help. You have to almost hit rock bottom for some people, and some people do have to hit rock bottom before they seek help. Well, right now, the governments of the world are ready to hit rock bottom. And in the Western world, society is so messed up that it's about ready to hit rock bottom as a society. We have to understand that we're going to need the power of God to change things the way they really need to be changed. But if we're going to make a stand as fellow humans on this planet and stand up for humanity, then we have to address the problems, acknowledge they're there, and then we need to decide to do something about it. In my research, I was watching some videos of people in Africa that were being told about how it was in the United States, and they were talking to some of the tribal elders of some of the tribes in Africa. They were telling them about men who were being turned into women and vice versa, and they couldn't even understand the concept. And when someone finally got it through to them, what was happening, they were just stunned. That's foreign to their whole culture. That culture knows absolutely nothing about the madness of transgenderism they know nothing about the madness of killing babies that was the next thing they talked to these tribal elders about was murdering the children in the womb and they got visibly shaken and very angry because that's against their culture well it used to be against our culture but yet we have the lunatics running the asylum right now and i guess you're not supposed to say the name lunatic or asylum back years ago I know that was abused there were people that were actually put in asylums that didn't belong there but you look at what's happening now we have people that are drugged out and people that are mentally ill and they're living in the streets some of them don't even have a cardboard box they just lay down on the cement and just go to sleep there are some cities in the United States that have no-go zones because you're taking your life in your hands when you walk down that street. Does that sound like liberty? And what about the pursuit of happiness? That's what I'm gonna pick up on on the other
0: side of the break. And so I'll be right back. And thank you, Jim and Jim. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes as we head to this break. I just want to share a couple of fast thoughts with you. Now, tomorrow and again on Friday, I'm gonna deal with some of these issues a little bit more in depth. And I want to prepare you for what I really believe is going to be coming after, here in the United States, after we get past this election, in the period of time, post-election and prior to the next session of Congress convening with a new House and Senate. A lot can happen between now and around the 3rd of January. Trust me on that. I believe that too many people are putting too much emphasis on an election. And I really believe a lot of people are going to be elated for a while and then deflated very, very quickly in 2023 as they then look toward 2024. But what do we do in the interim? Do we just sit and wait and complain about our, the world that's going literally to hell around us or do we do something proactive? And that's what we need to be talking about. We don't need to be so politically active, we need to be spiritually active. More can be wrought by prayer than by all this complaining on Twitter and Facebook. Let's be honest about it. We need to develop a plan. It's easy to get on this radio program every day and talk about the problems and let you know what problems we need to be observing and understanding. The key is to be proactive and do something. Now, if you believe in this ministry, would you consider giving it your financial support to keep us on the radio? You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is post office box 510 Post office box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman.
2: Speedy Burials coming up. Shalom alachem, This is the nice Jewish boy Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish Connection Bringing you the riches Of your Jewish roots in Jesus Now get your pen out As fast as you can So you don't miss out They're receiving a special free gift You're going to get in love In a moment The man said to Messiah When Messiah asked him To follow him said Well let me first go And bury my father Well what happened? What happened? Did did his father eat cereal that morning and choke on the Kellogg's cornflakes and die and the guy's hanging out with his Messiah and and he's got to go back to bury him? What what is that? Well, probably he was saying rather, let me stay with my father until my father dies and I'll bury him, then I'll follow you. Well, you know, it points to something, you know, see, the thing is that in Israel or Jewish culture, burials are fast. You know, you die, you're out. You're sick, they take you out. If you're over 16, you take a nap too long, hey, you're out. Hey, where are you taking me? Well, we're taking you out, but I'm not dead. You coughed, you slept, you took a nap, that's it, that's enough. You know the rules. Burials are quick. Why? Well, in the Jewish culture and by God, uh, his people have to have nothing to do with death. If you're born again, you're a spiritual Israelite. And therefore, anything that's dead, you got to get it out of your life quickly quick burial what's dead is gossip is dead the past is dead bitterness is dead lust is dead temptation is dead worldliness is dead greed is dead selfishness is dead all that stuff is dead you know what people did to you feeling sorry for yourself that's dead despair is dead all that is dead so what do you need to do do the right thing get it out of your house get out of your life quickly bury it as quick as possible get it out get that temptation out when as soon as that thing comes in get it out Get it out, say your goodbye, put it on the dirt, covered up, get it in the grave because God is the God of life, not death. And you have to be a person of life. Have nothing to do with death and be quick about it. That means speedy burials. Now, want more? Just ask for don't look back. If you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God, well, a six-month supply for free. You can with Sapphires. Your daily spiritual vitamins supply for victorious walk with God. Updates on Israel and prophecy and the awesome Mystery of the Temple doors on CD. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call for your free gifts, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world by shortwave radio from the arctic circle to jerusalem it's amazing like sending a billion tracks around the world how just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 that's y-e-s-h-u-a-1 or write me direct here's how the address is the nice jewish boy box 1111 Lodi Lodi New Jersey 07644 it's box 1111 Lodi New Jersey 07644 well until next time this is Jonathan Kahn saying get that thing out of there Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in the name of Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life.
0: This is
1: Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. I really appreciate that Bob gives me this opportunity to talk to his great audience, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Well, I'm just kind of rambling today. I'm talking about things that are on my heart and on my mind, and I want to try to stir people up to where some things get on their hearts and their minds up to a point to where they'll actually do something about it. Now, that doesn't mean do anything physical or do anything wrong, because two wrongs never make a right no matter how you slice it. And if we have people that we consider satanic and dark and evil on one side, then we can't be satanic, dark, and evil like they are against them. We have to keep shining the light because as a Christian, we do have the light. We have the brightest light in the world. And we need to understand that we are a part of that light when we are in the body of Christ. And so what I'm trying to do today is to get people to be a little more bold and proclaim their faith and stand up for what's right and quit letting popular culture decide what you think about things. Is it right to murder a baby in the womb? Well, that's the woman's choice. That's not what I asked. Is it right to murder a baby in the womb? In what universe is it right? to kill innocent babies. Well, it might have been rape or incest. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the crime of killing a baby in the womb. See, like I say, two wrongs don't make it right. If someone is raped or there's incest or there's something like that, that's horrible. It's terrible. It's a crime and it should be dealt with. But dealing with it by perpetrating the crime and just passing the buck, kicking the can down the road, to an innocent baby that did nothing wrong think about it well that woman was raped well i hope they catch the rapist and i hope that he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law but killing an innocent victim just doesn't make any sense and if it does make sense to you i feel sorry for you i really do but i wanted to pick up on the pursuit of happiness you know if something makes you happy Let's say that you have an opinion on something, and so you give that opinion. Well, now all of a sudden you're banned off of YouTube and off of Facebook and Twitter and all the other places. You're ridiculed and scorned and treated like you're a horrible person just because you might have said a word or had a thought. And let's be honest, everybody that's ever been born was born into sin. We've all had horrible thoughts. We've all done horrible deeds, but to single someone out because 30 years ago, they made some sort of racial comment or they smoked a cigarette or something back in 1972. And so now they're horrible people or whatever is stupid. So we have an awful lot of things happening that knee jerk reactions to really petty things. When we have big things happening. You know, instead of worrying about someone that might have made a racial slur, which they're bad, you shouldn't make racial slurs, but I know people from all races do that. And does that mean that they have total malice towards the whole race? No, it's just something that's cultural in almost every culture. As a matter of fact, most of the meanings of the original meanings of names of different tribes and clans and groups really roughly translated was the people or the true people. And so people have always thought that their race or their group or their families or whatever was a cut above. That's normal. And to punish somebody that might have said a bad word 10 years ago or 20 years ago and try to totally break them is totally unnatural and it's stupid. I think this woke movement is out of control and it's another thing that's satanic that we need to just say no because the universe that they're trying to build around us does not have pursuit of happiness as a part of that remember in 2030 you're going to own nothing and be happy well to a lot of people pursuit of happiness means to go out and get a better house and a better car and to try to what i would say raise up in the world as far as with their worldly possessions there's lots of people that that's their happiness that's what they love to do but of course they're greedy and they're evil and they're Something that the woke people have to look at with disdain. And so if anybody's listening who's part of the woke community, well, I just want you to know that I hope you get very used to everyone telling you no, because you can think what you think. I don't care. You can live the way you want to live. I don't care. Don't force me. Don't force the people that don't want to live that way, because then you become what you call everybody else, a Nazi. Which I think it's really something you go to, you go to college campuses that might have somebody that's coming to speak that might have said something kind of off color or wrong back in 1980. They show up at the university or college and then there's almost like riots out in the street and they're burning things and and they're taking spray cans and spraying graffiti everywhere and they're threatening the life of this person that's coming just to speak. Now, what's wrong with hearing what someone has to say? Honestly, what's wrong with that? Are you afraid that maybe they're going to tell the truth and people are going to actually listen? Well, that's what I think is behind it. They don't want these people on college campuses telling the truth because right now, I truly feel, and this is just my opinion, that the college campuses of the world right now have been infiltrated by social engineers that really don't care about teaching anything as far as fact is concerned, just as long as they teach their narrative. So they're there to indoctrinate, not to educate. But moving on to one more thing I want to talk about, and that's the war in Ukraine. Right now, mankind is facing probably the darkest period we've ever faced as far as wars, because it's not beyond the imagination. That someone's going to do something really stupid. And right now, it looks like the Ukrainians are getting ready to do something in Kyrgyzstan, one of the regions that voted to join Russia. And to those that say that was illegitimate election, well, there were foreign observers there and they had regular ballots and they didn't see any irregularities. So they had official observers from all over the world that observed this. And so for us to scream foul when people that were there saw no foul, I don't know how we can do that, especially when we see our 2020 election, and it was obvious that there were shenanigans, to say the least, and they're trying to make it illegal for you to question the election. You're an election denier. Oh, well, you're the same person that told me that Hillary Clinton was cheated out of the presidency in 2016, and that that election was a fraud. Is that correct? Well, yeah, but that's different. Why? Well, just because I say so. You know, that's the logic that we're going against. And believe me, we are going against it. And so if you sit on the fence and just kind of let things happen, you're not facilitating it, but you're not resisting it. And we have to resist this because, honestly, We don't have any world leaders right now that I think that are going to solve anything. And so I think it's going to take people with bravery, people with intelligence, people that have some drive to stand up and be counted. Because I think now is the hour for all Christians. I think now is the hour. But getting back to the Ukraine war, the nightly news tells us that Russia is losing and they're losing badly and they're running out of troops and they're running out of ammunition They're running out of missiles. Now, do you believe that? Do you believe that for a second? One of the most heart-wrenching films that was filmed during World War II was about three days before Adolf Hitler committed suicide. He's outside the bunker out on the street, and he's got young boys, 11 and 12, and he's pinning some medals on them and giving them some sort of honors or something for defending the fatherland. And these little boys are more babies than they are men. And he's sending these young children to their death. Now, he did that because he was desperate. That's the only line of defense he had. And instead of being a man about it and surrendering and leaving the children alone, he decided to sacrifice all these children in Germany. And I think that's evil. I think that's one of the most evil things anyone can do. Well, guess what Ukraine is doing? They're starting to draft children as young as 12 years old to put them on the front lines. Now, Ukraine is winning. Really? And they're doing desperation moves like putting their young babies out on the front line. And how much training do you think these young boys are getting? Do you think they're getting months of training, weeks of training? Or do you think they just hand him a gun and show him how to load it and shoot it, and they tell him, good luck, tiger, go get him? The people that are doing that are absolutely evil, and they know full well that the chances of these boys surviving is next to nothing, because they don't have the emotional maturity, they don't have the life experience, they don't have the patience, they don't have any of the qualities it takes to make a good soldier. Even if they're big for their age, they're not big mentally. And the false flag that is coming, I feel anyway, that's coming, that I mentioned Kyrson a little while ago, and I didn't get back to that. Well, right now, Russia is claiming that there's a dirty bomb that's being made that's going to be a nuclear explosion that's going to be just enough to draw NATO into the war. And then speaking of NATO, you have American generals that are saying that it is the job of the American soldier to defend NATO. That's unconstitutional. That's not what our military is for, is to defend NATO and the ideals of NATO. Plus, Ukraine's not even a member of NATO. So when you look at it, it's all a bunch of malarkey. I'll just say that. That's a good word. And anyway, as you look at the whole situation, it's totally out of control. And it's lies upon lies upon lies. And I'm not saying that Russia doesn't lie because it's a war and they're going to lie. And we have people lying, too. And it was General Milley that was saying that we had to defend NATO. And so we're sending soldiers into harm's way because we have soldiers now within 9 or 10 kilometers of the Ukrainian border. What are they there for? Why are we putting our nose into that business? For democracy. Do you think that Ukraine is a democracy? Well, we're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. But as far as I know, the Ukraine has outlawed all political parties that are unapproved by the current government. Does that sound like democracy? You know, I'm not anti-Ukraine, and I'm not pro-Russia. I'm all for minding our own business. There are things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. But the things that we do know about, the laboratories that are doing gain-of-function research all over the country of Ukraine, and the obvious corruptness of not only the current administration in the White House, but the obvious corruption of the Ukrainian government. There's no way you can be a Ukrainian flag waver and say, yeah, fight Ukraine, go out and fight and win. You realize how many Ukrainians have died in this war needlessly? All they would have had to do is give Russia guarantees that there was not going to be any nuclear weapons put on Ukrainian soils pointed at Russia. And also, they wanted a guarantee that they would never join NATO. Those were the two biggies. You might say, Ukraine has the right to have any friends they want. If you really truly feel that way, then what do you think about all these sanctions against countries that are friendly to countries we don't like? Let's say that we don't like country A, and we have a friend that's country B, that likes country A. And so since they like country A, we're going to punish country B. Does that make any sense? But yet we say Ukraine has the right to have any association with anyone they want, but yet we're putting sanctions on countries all over the world because we don't agree with the company that some of these governments keep. And so when you look at the whole system, and that's what I'm trying to point out, The whole system is broken, and it's broken badly because there's no leadership. And honestly, when you don't have any leadership, the thing that happens is you create a vacuum. And that happens in lots of third world countries where a vacuum is created, and then a strong man comes in and becomes a dictator. Well, the way I see it is that the whole world is now a vacuum because we don't have anyone in authority that's Sane and rational and doing the right things for humanity in general. It seems like that every decision that's made almost all over the world is the wrong one. And I don't know whether you see it or feel it like I do, but I feel a vacuum. A vacuum of intelligence, a vacuum of common sense, a vacuum of leadership, a vacuum of maturity, a vacuum of diplomacy. There's no statesman anymore. We just have people that are like pop icons like this AOC. In my opinion, she's vapid. She doesn't have any qualifications to be there. And there's Republicans that are the same way. They're just vapid and they have no reason to be there. But they looked good on a campaign poster or they had the right financial people backing them up or they have the right people pulling their strings. And so we have vacuums everywhere you look. And it's also my opinion, and in church leadership, we have vacuums because we're allowing all sorts of secular ideas to infiltrate the churches. You have churches now that are embracing transgenderism, and you have other churches that are embracing abortion. Anything that they think that the pop culture people and the woke people will come to their church. Well, I have news for you. Those kind of people aren't going to go to church anyway. And so why take A building that was built to worship Almighty God and then fill it with people from the pastor and if they have elders or a board of directors or whatever, that all of them basically are anti Christ. What are they doing in leadership in any church? But yet, I'm sorry to say that there's many of those outfiltered all among the churches all over the world. And I think that we have to understand that. God gave us faith and God gave us strength. God gave us life. God gave us our rights. And what are we doing with them? Honestly, what are we doing with them? Are we using what God gave us? Are we giving, Are we using the intelligence and the strength and the wisdom that God has granted us? Or are we just staying by ourselves and not doing anything about anything? Do we look across the street at our neighbor's kids and say, well, I'm glad they're not my kids and just turn around and walk away? You know, I'm not saying to get nosy with your neighbors, and I'm not saying to go butt in on anyone else's parenting, but I am saying that we should at least care. We should at least look at situations enough to know what is really going on. But we discount people. We live in a throwaway society, and people have learned how to throw people away. You might have a friend you've had for 20 years. The friend might say that they like something you don't like. So, by gosh, I'm not going to be friends with them anymore because they like that other thing and I don't like it. Now, how mature is that thought process? How sane and rational? It's not. It's totally irrational. Now, if you have someone you don't care enough for them to work things out and to discuss things with them, I guess you don't have a friend anyway. But if you're willing to throw a friend away just because they offended you because they like something you don't like, well, that might be on your head. That might be your problem. Maybe you need to deal with it, not in the way of just cutting people off. But that's how the world is right now. The world is full of deception and lies, full of woke police, and full of things that are said to be so that aren't. Now, I know I've already talked about lies, but but actually some of these movements, these social movements, are bigger than a lie because they're telling the whole world something that isn't so. And I know I pick on the transgender thing quite a bit just because it's so obvious. I don't care how many people say that there's more than two genders. There's not more than two genders. Follow the science. Well, I am following the science. How about you follow the science? because what you are and who you are, it goes right to the marrow of your bones of what gender you are. I don't care if you feel like you're a pink pony from Venus. You're not a pink pony from Venus. You're a person. And so trying to get a group together of pink ponies from Venus and give them some sort of social status and give them some sort of power. And then all of a sudden, if you say something about pink ponies from Venus, well, everyone hates you and they banks want to come in and shut your accounts down and you're banned off of YouTube because you said something against pink ponies from Venus now does that sound absolutely totally insane what I just said well I hope so because it's ludicrous it's just gibberish and that's what we're dealing with is gibberish and I touched on another little subject I want to hit right before the show gets done today since when the oligarchs, especially bankers, have any say-so of any policy of any kind. Since when did these people become social justice warriors? And they close people's accounts. And they're closing the accounts of some ministries right now. They're not giving them any explanation. They're told that their policy says they do not have to give the customer reason for terminating their account. And they're doing that to anyone that they're either told to do that to Or they're taking matters into their own hands. And I go back to someone that might have said something in 1973 that offended somebody. And somebody said, I was offended in 1973, and it made me cry. Well, then all of a sudden, all the big banks won't have anything to do with you, and you can't use any social media. And in the case of someone like Laura Loomer, she's not allowed to even shop for a gun in a country that has a Second Amendment. And also, she's banned from getting delivery from like Uber Eats and things like that. Why? Because they don't like her politically. Now, how silly is that? Well, while we might laugh at it, we might think it's silly. It's real and it's coming for you. It's coming for me. It's just a matter of time. In case you haven't heard, the show trial of Alex Jones was a total fiasco. He didn't have any chance to use his First Amendment rights. As a matter of fact, they took his First Amendment rights away and told him that if he defended himself, he was going to be held in contempt and they were going to throw him in jail. And so he was really barred from speaking. And now they're wanting more than a trillion dollars from him because he had an opinion. Now, how many times have you had an opinion that you've been wrong? More than once, I would imagine. As a matter of fact, maybe several times each day. I know many people have had their moments, and whether they have them in front of people, or in front of a microphone and a camera or not is another thing. But I know that there's been things that has been said and done by groups that have actually murdered people and hurt people very badly that have not been held to account at all. As a matter of fact, they've been bailed out of jail by politicians. But Alex Jones's crime was to question an event that happened, of the Sandy hook of the children being killed. And he questioned that. And he didn't question it a lot. He just questioned it a little bit. But yet what happened to him? He's found guilty of harming these families. As a matter of fact, they're going after him worse than they are the actual killer. And the only reason they're doing that is they've been demonizing Alex Jones for years. So they don't think anyone's going to come to his defense. And so they can go ahead and change the rules and use him. And once they've changed the rules, all of a sudden it might be me that's accused of saying something that someone thought was offensive. And so all of a sudden I have no right to defend myself and they want a trillion dollars for me. Well, I, good luck getting that. And they might hold a judgment against me of money that I couldn't pay. But the handwriting's on the wall, folks. We have problems and the problems are coming at us in an immense pace. And so we need to understand that we have to stand up right now and say no. And we have to not follow the crowd because right now the crowd is marching to the wrong drummer. What we have to do is we have to get firm in our faith. We have to be able to publicly stand up for our Lord and Savior. We need to publicly make a commitment to ourselves minimally. We're going to use the talents and the abilities that God has given us. Well, I hope someone got something from this episode today. And again, I'd like to thank Bob Bierman for allowing me to speak to his great audience. And I would love to ask you to consider donating to Truth to Ponder. And you can do that and help this ministry out. And that would really be appreciated. And it's very easy to do. You can go online to the website and it's truth2ponder.com and you go to the tab that says Support. It'll help you to electronically send funds to help keep this ministry on the air. But if you'd like to pay by check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio Ancient Word Radio and you would mail to truth2ponder to P.O. Box 510 P.O. Box 510 Chill Howie C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chill Howie, Virginia And the zip code is 24319 And I do appreciate you listening today And until next time Everyone Be strong Be courageous Stay well But most of all Replace fear
0: with faith